Alex Simmons is Chris Ryan. Yes, it is. How are yes, you? if anybody else, I'd be worried. How are you? How's it going? I'm okay, buddy. How about yourself? Uh, it's been um, it's been a trying time lately, Alex. Oh, and uh, I think maybe it's something we can talk about. Oh, I'm always open to that. What what is this now? Thirty years. So, Thirty years, you know, brother. Let's 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 bring it. Bring All it. All right. So, um, I'll start with an anecdote. Um, that is not related to me, and then we'll get a little more personal. So uh, last night, a very well-respected um, new show uh, personage, uh, 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 anchor, I guess, mm-hmm. was handed an update um, about a, a, a latest development in politics. And it was about um, the news that... Um, Babies, very little babies were being now taken from parents and housed in a sensitivity shelter or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. And the anchor couldn't finish reporting on it. She broke down. She started crying. She, she handed it off to the next show, and that person filled people in on the details. So... Um, Someone that uh, my wife and I know uh, posted that clip on Facebook, you know, trying to make the point on Facebook that and despite anyone's politics, uh, housing babies uh, away from their parents is heartbreaking. And look here at the effect it had on this particular person. Mm-hmm. And there are one or two or three comments uh, supporting that person and saying, yes, you know, family should stay together or whatever. But then it turned and it turned quickly and it turned dark and it turned savage in, you know, people mocking this anchor and saying it was faked and it was um, uh, a show and it was an act. This is someone who has never shown emotion at all before in her many, many years um, uh, on both radio and then as a TV personality. And I think that's one of the things that we have to talk about today, or I hope we can talk about today, is that, um, you know, in the last episode, we talked about how great it is to meet people both all around this nation and internationally, because Alex Simmons, of course, international adventurer, um, but that when you meet people from any walk of life, from any nation, face to face, you know, the human factor is there and you get to see so much of the good. And I think we're at a time now where the, the divi- divisions in this, in, particularly in this country, um, both politically and racially and economically, um, and religiously and, and so many other things that break us up combined with social media and the distance, the sense of anonymity or um, uh, you can get away with anything has in a weird way given license not to our better angels, but in too many cases to our darker demons. And it's, 
it's really disturbing. And I think as creators, as uh, people who are putting ourselves out there, it's a topic we really need to talk about. How does the creative find their way through social media in an environment where, you know, there's trolling and hunting going on way too often. Well, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I will, I will save my personal reaction to, you know, well, no, I won't. I'll simply cut it short by simply saying that there are a lot of things over the decades I've learned to tolerate in humanity uh, or some uh, societal actions. And one thing I've never been able to tolerate is abuse to children or anything that feels like it, anything that, that in its own way seems to uh, frighten and, and place a child in any kind of a, a hostile environment or a negative environment. But having said that, I will bring back to the, to the, the entrepreneurial and creative uh, arena. Uh, there's a lot of business strategies that are presented through various um, business coaches and mentors um, and social media gurus who talk about what you should or shouldn't place in your business feeds, in, on your social media pages, on, uh, in your emails and so forth they are dealing with you know, when you're trying to sell a project. You know, in our cases, it would be you know, the books, uh, whether they're comics or novels, that we're trying to uh, get out to the audience and sell to the audience. So theoretically, we should only focus our social media faces on the positive end of getting people to buy our products, buy our wares, and keep the other stuff on a, on a separate personal feed that the audience that could possibly spend money on you never sees. And I do understand the logic of that. I think, though, what I have heard is that even that arena is not that safe. And subsequently, the question really does come down to where do you, as an artist and as an individual and as a business person, draw your line in the sand between your personal opinions, you know, whether it be political, religious, or whatever, and your business face? Yeah. Well, and that's I, a hard call in, in certain ways. Um, I'd say two things about that if I can. One, mm -hmm. um, I've, I've made an effort to, rather than provoke hate, at least that was you know, my intention, rather than provoke hate, to try and inspire discussion or, or dialogue. And um, I think I failed, you know, two years ago you could get a conversation and then it would go trollish, you know, but you would get a conversation for a while. But over those two years since, it has gotten, the discussion part has shrunk and the troll part and the knee-jerk reaction and the hate has gotten so disheartening. You know, um, I will say that I have a, a difficult time currently 
going on or staying on Facebook. And it's, it's this sense of um, license that people have. Um, I will give two examples. I, I tried, um, I tried to have a dialogue about the NFL decision to not let people um, kneel during the uh, uh, national anthem. Uh And I thought I was in a pretty good position to, there was a, there was a clip from some ESPN show. And I said, well, she kind of has some points. What do you think? That kind of thing. And I thought I was in a pretty unique position because um, I have been negatively impacted in my other career by uh, Kaepernick and uh, the taking a knee stuff because I am during the day uh, a high school teacher and students said, well, you know, I'm not going to stand for the pledge. I'm not going to stand, you know, for that uh, because of Kaepernick. And then very quickly it went, I almost, almost no one took a knee. They just didn't stand, but they would, they would sit quietly, you know, some of them would stand and not say the pledge. Some said the pledge, you know, it's uh, different groups. But it went very quickly from, you know, this political statement to kind of this civic laziness where they just didn't want to do this thing. And then they just didn't want to get off their cell phones. And it became a very tricky thing to try and uh, negotiate because the law says they don't have to stand. It used to be that the law said they had to stand just out of respect, but they didn't have to say the pledge. And now it is they don't even have to stand. So the law supports their motion. So you have to respect that. Um, So being a role model, you know, I would say the pledge and I would, you know, uh, suggest, yeah, look, do something, you know, if you're, if, if you're making a political statement, make a political statement, but, but if you're just want to stay on your phone, it's making a completely different statement. And what you're saying is that you don't have respect for yourself or anything else. So make a statement, you know? Um, so I thought I was in a good position to be able to say, Hey, let's have a conversation. And to my horror, uh, the, uh, there was just vehement anger at even daring to bring up the t- uh, topic to the point where somebody that I've known my entire life uh, said, well, it's your fault because you have no control of your classroom. Well, you know, there are federal laws and state laws and county laws that suggest how I conduct myself in the classroom. And I actually... Uh, I have a lot of very good control over my classroom, but you have to pick your battles and you have to teach whatever you do. Um, But that was, uh, and since the person was so close to me personally, um, I, I made a decision and I thought that that behavior was a personal attack rather than a discussion And that's the kind of thing that makes Facebook such a hazardous and almost hateful place to be. So 
uh, I unfriended that person. And mm. the, uh, very quietly, didn't make an announcement about it, didn't um, gloat about it because I wasn't, I didn't feel great about it. I just, I, I'm looking for peace. I'm looking to have conversations, not people who just agree with me, but people with the idea that, you know, it's worth having a discussion. And by the and way, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. And, and Twitter is worse, by the way. But um, then just uh, two days ago, I found out about it yesterday. No, it was just yesterday. Excuse me. Um, somebody sent me a post from this person and that's, that had discovered that I had unfriended them. And in that post, he called me a commie, a pinko a liberal, a baby, um, accused that I took this action just because I disagreed with his politics. It wasn't about his politics. It was about his behavior online and um, called me a typical liberal. I have a lot of conservative views, so I don't think I'm a typical liberal. Um, And he called me a snowflake. And he said, well, you don't agree with me. I'm taking my ball and go home. That's not what I did. I'm still on on Facebook. I'm still on social media. Rather than going home myself, I sent him away. And let me let me let me let me just sort of spin this back into, you know, the the tell the damn story arena in that. Part of what I'm hearing, and again, this is what we—it's what we know, struggle creatives with. is what we struggle with—is people say don't take certain things personally. Well, you do. You know, there are times when you do, uh, whether it's a, a personal friend or family member or a, a coworker, somebody that you really know that said something that hits a nerve or upsets you or offends you, or it's an absolute total stranger, and again we have a couple of things to look at. I mean, in terms of our personal lives and how we interact with social media, we can choose to fight with or ignore or cut off people who um, offend us. I'm sorry. It seems to be, you know, with the summer here and the windows open, it seems to be an active time for a lot of like, you know, sirens and things. But anyway, it makes me feel uh, uh, homesick for the Bronx. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so, but, you know, we, 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 how we deal with our personal experiences is one thing. When we, and I've, I've said this on a number of occasions over the years, the moment that you put yourself out there in front of the masses, whether it's as a business person yeah, sure. or, a or a creative or an actor or whatever it is, the moment you do that, you paint a target on you. Now, it may not be that people are going to shoot at you. They may throw rotten tomatoes. Or they may just, you know, they, they may do the the, the the more fun thing, which is, you know, you're going to the supermarket to buy something. They come running up. Oh, my God, I saw you do it. You know? But immediately you've shined a light on yourself. You've said, here I am. I put forth something and you're going to respond. And sometimes it may be inappropriate. And how do I deal with that? I think you're right. This is we're, we're going through a very divisive time and it's very hard. And I think once again, struggle with. Yeah. Yeah, I think once again, it's it's a it's a scenario that all of us and I believe me, I've had some of my moments, but not not like this, uh, but all of us really are acutely aware of. And I think what you said a moment ago 
is really more about it's it's that's more of the element that we could actually do better with. I don't believe that a lot of the people who are lashing out and trolling, like you're saying, lashing out and creating all these these really volatile, vile conversations and exchanges. I don't necessarily expect them to change. Um, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but I don't. But I do expect that we could behave better. I do think that it is unnecessary to name call people because yeah. they happen to disagree with you. I think it's unnecessary to get you know visceral about it uh, over over a really points and things that have nothing to do with your really day to day life. And and I uh, think that that's a fair. Um, line of demarcation you know conversation um debate discussion acceptable attack whether political or personal unacceptable trolling unacceptable and I, well and i think i think that again and again keeping you know moving this into the business room just just for for maybe things that people can act on i think in terms of what you're saying is, yeah, absolutely. It would be it would be great if some of us remembered that. Uh, and and trolling to me is the same as bullying. Yeah. You know, there are oh, people who wander. There are people who wander to find prey right. and to make your life miserable. And that's because that's all they got going for. So that's that minor element of society, although very effective. I don't see you as a representation of all society, but society the people who are feeling a little bit more uh, bold about misbehaving in an, in an unacceptable manner because, well, gee, everybody else is doing it. Check yourself. That's one. From a business standpoint, once again, we put a target on ourselves when we start to expose our thoughts and our dreams and goals and fantasies and things. And I mean this in a commercial sense, uh, in a product to the masses. We, we absolutely say, here I am. And we hope that everybody's raised right and we can do business and we can have a good time and we can exchange. Or you, you don't want my product and that's okay too. You know, so, yeah, I would like everybody to buy it, but hey, okay, you don't want it. That's so okay. I can live with it. What is your advice to creatives who find themselves um, having to deal, being forced to deal with trolls? And misbehavior on, you know, undisciplined behavior on their site or on their posts. It's a, it's, it's something that I don't think that I've really come to peace with yet. What do you think? What, what, what would you suggest to people? Well, you know, I don't want to come off sounding like a guru because I'm not. But I will say, based on a some of my beliefs and practices, but also on the experiences of others who I respect and I've seen how they handle some of this. I think the first thing is for you to recognize, not you, but for creatives to recognize you've stepped into the light. You stepped into the spotlight, except that now people will see you and you may be seen by some people you don't want to ever meet in life. I don't mean that, you know, your physical threat, like that, but you know, you, well, like just the people be prepared. Who told me to die when I when I uh, advertised one of the one of my books and they didn't like, like right what it represented you can't exactly. take that personally no you can't now you know why why they chose that particular term who knows limited vocabulary uh, 
uh, some emotional reaction to it, you know, fear, anger, whatever. Um, but that's, that's, that's a factor out there. Um, sometimes when I do, you know, conventions, I will run into people who will, who talk, you just they, they just want to talk they're gushing and they're just having such a great time dialoguing and it's just like they, that's that's the thing they're it's, it's almost as if we got together to hang out and talk and and sometimes you get two or three of them in front of the table and potential customers can't get to you but you know what that's I, I brought myself there I brought myself there to meet people to maybe sell some of my books or to do a panel or whatever and that means I have to have a certain part of me open to that experience and I thus have to have what I consider uh, an ethical, polite, professional way of dealing with situations that come up that encumber my, my, my business or my, my process at that time. So I find that, for instance, I try to be, when situations start to get a little uncomfortable, I become even more ultra polite because I'm, I'm sticking a step back rather than having an immediate emotional reaction to something. So if somebody is like, you know, well, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't really like these books. And I say, well, no, I can understand that. Well, thank you. You know, and no, it's fine. I totally, and that's, that's a part of me. There's a part of me that sort of says step back because this is really not about you at this point. This is about this dialogue here. And let's just see if we can bring this dialogue to a quiet conclusion. And sometimes that works. Um, I find that as far as social media is concerned, um, there's uh, one uh, gentleman who I know, is, and I won't use his name because I don't have his permission, but he's a, he's a great artist uh, and illustrator in the comic book uh, media, and he, he works on a lot of projects that are African-American oriented, but he's also done a lot of stuff for the, you know, for the big two, you know, in this case, Marvel right. DC. And he is totally professional in his presentation to the general public. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he dresses properly in what one one might consider a business fashion um, on his his social media pages it is business oriented presenting himself and his professional material in a way that he wants the potential customers and business world and fan base to see him that is it there are certain times in certain other social media uh, avenues he will share a little bit of his personal life but it's a limited view if you want to know him as a person, person, then you better be his friend. That, that, that person that, that you guys hang out on the phone together, you meet at events and you hang out. That's where that is. And he's very clear about that. And that's his way of dealing with it. I have another uh, friend, also a professional, who, yes, he will, if you become offensive, and he will give you a couple of chances. Mm-hmm. But if you become offensive and you're, you're attacking, and that's, that's your whole thing, Gone. he will cut you off. I don't need you in my life. Yeah. And then you need to be okay with that. You need to be okay with saying, look, I'm going to give you one, two, three strikes. But if you cannot talk to me in a civil fashion, if we cannot dialogue about this, then click. Yeah. I think when we shut people out and we do it in a way – that says, you push me, I'm going to push you back. Yeah. I think then we offer up the opportunity for some sort of altercation, right. verbal, written, or otherwise. But I mean, and, and then I think, and I think it's a, um, it's a personal decision for each person. Absolutely. Um, how long they go. I know the person you're talking about, and he's kind of a three or four strikes and you're out. Um, yeah. 
I have gone as far as two years, three years, uh, depending on how close the person is to um, my personal circles, you know. Mm-hmm. But if if I get it from somebody and I don't recognize the name and I go to their their page and I don't recognize them and I go to their profile or their about and I don't recognize them, that person is gone in a heartbeat because I don't know you. I don't, you yeah. might just be a troll. So I, yeah. it, it's kind of an individual thing. And it's but also... I think it is... I'm sorry. No, I and it's, it's something I would rather not do. You know? Um, I, uh, uh, a person who I love dearly, I uh, unfriended on Facebook uh, because... She tried to give me advice on how to deal with people of color. <laughs> and, and, well, you know, because there is only one way. Yeah. You know, I think you treat them as human beings and then, and, and then as individuals. And, yeah. And then you find out what they're about on their level, you know, whatever their personality, you know, if, if they are more, you know, if their culture is more pronounced, if their art is more pronounced, if they're whatever. That's what, you know, you, you take what they give you and, and, and you react to that. But having been who I am, you know, and, you know, being told something like that after she's known, you know, he or she has known me for so long, I did need jerk. And um, over the years, I, I've kind of rebuilt that bridge, you know. Um, so I've been more careful since then, you know, in pulling the trigger. And, let, and let me was, let me let me just jump in here because and, and I, it's I've, something that I don't I don't um, advocate pulling the trigger so quickly is what I'm trying to say. Right. But, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and say something that is uh, within the world that you're dealing with right now, not this exact moment, but something that I'm aware of, and I'm. I because we didn't discuss whether or not I would bring this up. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I'm. I trust you completely. Okay. I uh, I love you like crazy, and I, I you know Always you and, like and the family. Okay, yeah, it's, it's true. Wife. Yeah, yeah. I'm on my knee now. No, um, I love you like crazy, and um, you were you're struggling with something that happened, and it's regarding a creative project. You're struggling with something that happened or hasn't happened. With the projects that you put some heart, blood, and soul it into, it hasn't sold. We, we can right. It, that. Sure. Okay. Okay. So here it is: a simple rebellion, which you worked on the title, you worked on the PA, the the promotions on. I mean, you worked on on putting together that campaign for that book harder than I've seen you promote anything else you've worked on in all the years I've known you. And I watched it all come together, and I remember your enthusiasm, and your, I could hear the wheels turning, even the squeaky ones, you know, <laughs> when you were coming up with all these ideas and clips and things like that. And I loved it. I loved it, okay? You took on a subject matter that was close to your heart and your head. And, and for anybody who's thinking anything otherwise, this man loves his country. He loves America. He loves what America is supposed to be, what he and I both were told it should be. The as idea we were coming up. The idea right. of okay. America. Okay. Okay. The so America. there's no, there's no, there's no uh, subversive bull here. Okay. This bottom line is he wants this to be the country it could be and should be. All right. So you you wrote this fictional piece that deals with the very hot topics that are going on right now, and in it you have a character 
who in just being himself, who's a, a popular comedian, I think he'd retired by this point. Yeah, he's the agent you know? com- com- a comedian. Okay, um, right. Yeah. He'd retired, right? And he does a little he does a little commentary. He it just comes out. Well he gets but because tricked, of he gets tricked into a TV appearance after years of not being on TV since his wife died. And in trying to get out of this, once he realizes he's been set up, he says something that America takes in a completely different matter. Right. <laughs> in right. You know, and it starts and, and, a, and a firestorm begins to build, right? Oh, I, yeah. I don't know if we want to give away a whole lot of plot. You may or you may not, I don't know. Okay. But the point is that he was being who he is. And he was speaking from from the truth, from from his inner being, from you know, yeah, he got he got set up, but he was not manipulating the people he did not step in there to cause garbage to go down he was just being right and he was being honest and real okay that's like me on facebook when i get burned (laughs) well here's where i'm going here's where i'm going and i'm going there not only because of my thoughts on it which i didn't share with you but also because of my son one of my son's reactions when he heard of your new approach to promoting the book. Okay, I can't wait to hear it. Okay, the approach is this. You created a book and a story that speaks of speaking the truth and being real and putting yourself out there. And you did that. And now at this moment, because of, again, some of the garbage that we had to talk about, you know, this, 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 this particular episode about, A, it's not selling, but also some of the negative stuff that started to come back from whether they're trolls or just people who genuinely just I was came a, at you on it. I was told right? to die and I was also that was another time I was called the commie. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. So you're you you've decided to do a couple of things that, that feel like well in, in the interest you're stepping of, away from your original thrust. Well in the interest of clarity, let me let me tell them what I'm thinking. Okay. I, I looked okay. long and hard. As I said, I didn't know how you wanted to put this no, out there, I'm, if at all. You know what? Uh, again, because I'm not um, crafty in the way of spin, I can only rely on honesty. So I looked at this, and I, and I believe in this story. And I believe that it would do some good to get out there in, in larger numbers than it is now. So Mm -hmm. I looked at it and I said, am I serving this story? Am I presenting it in its best light? And if we look at the story, yes, it is about a simple rebellion. It is about what we pitched. But the story is entirely focused on the journey, the later life journey of this Um, beloved comedian who thought it was over for him and thought he had nothing left to give and who in a kind of an aside kind of a um, a side comment sparked a movement in America and it's really about this comedian having that moment you know so I I thought about that and I said, you know, and I, I teach Dante in, in school and I and I said, you know what, we can play off that because it's a divine moment for this comedian. And I am 
seriously considering republishing this with a new title called The Divine Comedian. And if you give me a moment, I will find and read to you the um, log line. The log line, yeah, the tag. Uh, let's see. Where are we there, Mike? Let's see. Oh, wh- while you're looking, I'll say this. In, in advertising of books and, oh, and I got it, e-courses way. and things like that, I'm just going to quickly set this up. Uh, there is something called A-B testing. All right, A, B testing, which yes. means you put out, I know you know this, Chris, you put out a, a two different promos on the same product or project, whatever it is you're selling. Right. And you, 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 you have pro, you know, promo A, which says X, Y, and Z, and then you tweak promo B, so it's slightly different. Maybe you change the heading or the right. tagline or phrasing, and you put that out. And then you watch to see which of the two promos gets the most reaction the most positive clicks or people come to search for it or they buy all right so part of what you're saying could be looked at as a b testing could be possibly so the divine comedian might be the new name and the new tagline would be a dead wife a dead career and millions of fans who took no as their answer answer capitalized and that serves the story as well. You, if you've listened to any of these episodes before, you know that's my mantra. Serve the story. Um, and I'm wondering, and, I'm, and you know, as you said, struggled with, is this the better way? Did I miscalculate the first time? Did I misdirect what the book is really about? And that's what my journey is right now. Now, you said you have some views on it. And your son had some views on it. So I'd like, if it's okay with you, to shut up and listen. My, my son's response was very simple. He just felt that it was ironic that you appeared to be doing the exact opposite of what you'd already done, which was by, by changing these things, you were stepping back from the very bold and, and, and genuine presentation that put you know put david in front of goliath yeah i I see his point but okay so that was that that was his reaction do i you said you were going to listen all right okay okay all right and then the other my my opinion was that and again i'm not a guru but my reaction was a divine comedian a simple rebellion it is there's no guess for me as to which is a better, more catchy, more intriguing title. And it's a simple rebellion. And the, I just, it flows off the tongue. It, it raises a question. It, it made me and some other people I know want to go, well, what's the rebellion about? Okay, well, there you go. Okay, let's take it from there. But the divine comedian doesn't intrigue me, doesn't, pull at me isn't even as eloquent a title as a simple rebellion. That's interesting. Um, and there's a, there's a Jimmy Stewart kind of thing going on there too, which I'll, I, you know, for anybody who's old enough, will know what I mean by that. So what we have here is a question. <laughs> I, the and, failure to communicate. No, no, no. 
<laughs> what we have, and and there, uh, there is another writer who said who is thrilled with the divine comedian and loves the tagline. It says, "Draws you right in." So we have a simple rebellion. Um, hold on a second. Let's see. Uh, I hope I you didn't hurt I yourself. Have a copy of a simple rebellion here, and yeah. the tagline there is. The most frightening element of this political horror novella is that it's happening already. A simple rebellion. Then we have um, a dead wife, a dead career, and millions of fans who took no as the answer. The divine comedian. Those are the two taglines. I would love for any and all who hear this to weigh in on what they may think, which one they may prefer. Mm. Because what I am ultimately trying to do is to serve the story and to get out there, you know, get in front of people, this novella, this tale that I believe is important for people to read and and would make them feel things they need to feel right now, you know? And whatever I need to do to put it in a position for people to find it, I am willing to do. So I'd love for people to comment and, and see what they think. So A, he means that genuinely, and please, please, please feel free to email or whatever, you know, leave comments on, on Anchor. Um, there's a place where you can comment or send a message to us. That's e- easy. Uh, we're on at least five other channels. So I don't know which way you're getting to us. And then we're also on Facebook on Tell the Damn Story. There's all these places that you can weigh in with your opinion. Please, 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 please do. Oh, even on WordPress. Uh, I have, if you're coming to us through my Simmons Here and Now WordPress account, you will see that we have an email address that you can even send it mm-hmm. to. So please do that. The other thing I'll say, Chris, is I loved your, your, your very eloquent last statement there about you will do anything to serve the story. So he will be wearing a pair of very, very tight bikini shorts <laughs> uh, with a guitar and a cowboy hat in Times Square no, later this sued. month. I would get sued. That look is already <laughs> taken. That's copyrighted. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind that. Never mind that. But no, please, folks. You know that A/B testing. This is this is what it's about. Even though you know what we just had was a very, I feel a very you know honest conversation about uh, you know social media and 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 some of the, some of the really negative aspects of it. It is a world in which many of us are either personally you know and socially uh, swimming through, or. As, as creatives and, and, and entrepreneurs, we're using it as our advertising medium. It is our way to connect with our audience. Well, and we've really got to be clear about the fact that like any other ocean, there are definitely dolphins and guppies and, and all that neat stuff. And then you got sharks, you got I, killer whales, and you got anything else that could take you down. I would so, also say that as in any other age, this is the challenge of the creative. Mm-hmm. How do I put my heart out there? How do I make it the best presentation of my heart I can? And then how do I switch hats and as a business person 
get it to the people who are looking for it and don't know they're looking for it. That's the journey of the creative. And hopefully uh, we can start a dialogue here on what people think. Absolutely. And once again, we have attempted to tell the the damn story. (laughs) Take care, Chris. And uh, again, people, please, 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 please chime in. We'd love to hear from you. I love you, brother. I'll talk to you You soon. Take care. Peace.